You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Wednesday, so it's It's My Money with Brenthurst Wealth. And in fact, it should be on a Tuesday, but because of studio issues, I couldn't speak to Magnus Haystack from Brenthurst Wealth. And the one thing I don't want to be today is overtly negative, Magnus, but I know you've got a piece coming out for a particular publication, an online publication. And you know, it's all about retirement. And you can't help but be negative when it comes to the retirement performance and the retirement attitude of South Africa and South Africans. Yes, hi, Lindsay. Nice talking to you again. You know, the, the article was prompted by uh, another article in one of our uh, Sunday national papers talking about retirement and you've got to put so much away every year, every month to retire. And nowhere in the article does it mention anything about this enormous uh, retirement crisis heading our way and the fact how poorly our retirement funds are doing. And in fact, the writer of this article actually blames investors for not having enough capital. And, and they, they end off the article by saying, well, you should put in more into your into your investments, uh, your retirement fund investments to make sure you can retire carefully. But it is, it, it's such a puff piece for the retirement industry because the investment returns on those exact products that the writer was trying to encourage have been minimal for five years, for seven years, and in some cases for 10 years. In yes. other words, now I've looked at stuff, you've just made no money for five years against inflation, and in some cases you've lost money in, in, in nominal terms. And, and, the only, and the only solution by this publication was, well, you better put more into it then, don't you? And, I mean, it was just absurd. So what you're saying is that they, they were advocating putting more money in, into products that don't perform for them, which is illogical, of course. Well, it, it, I suspect it was a paid-for piece by one of the insurance companies, et cetera, but yes. it was so poorly written. And so, you know, there was no statistics. There was no referral to any statistics in the entire article. It was a very long article. And uh, I, mean, I was so enraged by this. Uh, and, I mean, does this journalist not have money? Does she not have money in a pension fund? Does she not realize how big this crisis is? And if I look at, for instance, so I went and I, you know, I went to look at the investment returns of the Unit Trust Regulation 28 funds. You can get those statistics quite easily. And not one fund has beaten inflation over uh, five years, three years, one years, uh, and over seven years, barely beaten inflation, and, and that's before the additional costs of the platform and the advisor is included. So that's not mentioned. Then I started some time on one of the websites of the big three insurance companies. You can get the stats of their various portfolios. And I actually found some retirement funds that have lost you 5% of your money over five years. So you've put in, let's say, 200,000 Rand into this fund over a period of five years, but you're down and your value is only 180,000 Rand at the end of the five-year period. But it's there in black and white. And they actually draw charts that shows you how that you're now down 30% against inflation. It's in black and white. 
and it's just astounding that this is not being discussed on radio shows and uh, and the media. It's it's absolutely astounding. So yes, the article is all about this retirement crisis that is not coming our way. It has happened, and we find it from people who walk through the door daily now saying, "I'm buggered. I don't have enough money. I've got too much debts. I've got too much expenses. I cannot retire." on this little bit of money. I would have thought the first criteria when it comes to a retirement product and a retirement goal is the first thing is not to lose money, to, to actually preserve capital. And that, that's the worst case scenario. After that, it is to grow capital, obviously, and to give the person, the retiree, enough comfort to live comfortably for the rest of their lives. I mean, that's that's the first thing. Or is that too simplistic, Magnus? Over to you on this no, one. That's what, no, that should be the... And don't use the word liberty because then people will guess what I'm talking about. But, yes. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Um, it's astounding that that you know people think, that, uh, and the commentary is quite astounding on those reports. Oh, we, we're okay. We beat the benchmark. Uh, we, we're not the last in the pack. But so it's an industry thing, and it comes from Regulation Twenty Eight, which we've spoken about before, which limits the offshore exposure in your pension fund while you are making contributions into a retirement fund. You could only have 30% of the exposure to, uh, into offshore funds. The balance must be invested in, in South African stocks, whether it's equities or bonds or cash or what. But the equity component of our market has been so poor, with the exception of Naspers and Richemont and BAT, the rest of our stock market, I saw a stat uh, the other day, the rest of our stock market in RAND terms is down like, I think, 8% per annum over five years. And if you price it in dollars, we're down 75% against the Dow Jones. It's just horrific numbers. Now, this is the retirement crash that I'm talking about. Those baby boomers who've been saving and they're turning 65 this year, they're looking at their investment statements they are in for one hell of a surprise. And to compound it, retiring at the point when interest rates have been dropped to 50-year levels. So even if you want to use capital to buy a fixed annuity, that's also being slaughtered by the current uh, financial situation. Magnus, what we've got to do now is you've painted a very stark picture and in certain instances a very disturbing picture. But is it irretrievable or can we rescue this situation, even well, if you, you are a baby boomer can. who's approaching 65 now? If you are a baby boomer over the age of 55, mm -hmm. there's a lot you can do and that's what we're very active in that space. If you've got money in an RA preservation fund or a preservation provident fund, you can and you're allowed to pull it out, and you should pull it out. And that gets the heckles up of the um, investment companies and saying that's irresponsible advice and mm -hmm. going to hang in there for the long term, but it's rubbish. Any actuary will tell you it's actually very smart advice. First of all, let's say you have, to make it easy for both of us to do the numbers, I've got 900,000 rand in one RA. I'm 55. It's been growing at one, maybe 2% per annum. I can't take it out, but my advisor says, no, 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 don't do that. It's, that's irresponsible. But if you take it out and you can take your, your, your one-third cash, so you take 300,000 tax-free into your pocket, or you can, and that you reinvest somewhere else, 
away from Regulation 28. And the two-third balance you convert into a living annuity, which gives you 100% exposure to offshore markets, which have given clients uh, between 15 and 25% per annum compared to the 3 and 5% for the local product. So, I mean, it's an absolute no-brainer. Actually, you will tell you it's very smart because the time value of money says the sooner you can get tax-free money in your hands, the better. Otherwise, it declines in value over time. And secondly, you can get it into other instruments or products that are growing faster. So now is the time for people to really take control of their retirements, their funds, and do not rely simply on you know, the glib answers that come from the industry, which benefits by hanging on to your funds. They will not give that advice, but as investment advisors or independent advisors, we do recommend that, and we see the outcomes are substantially better. Okay, so it's not an ideal situation. It is a bit, little bit late. It's better if you're doing it at 35 um, and 45 rather than 55 and 65. But as you say, it's not a lost cause. Is that your message? Well, it, 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 it could become one, depending on where you are and, and, and what your other investments look like. If you uh, like the average South African who was convinced 10, 15 years ago to go and become a property landlord and you bought two or three little flats, that's going to that's also turned into a disaster, by the way. Yes. Um, prices are down, rentals are down. Uh, the only thing up there is your maintenance costs and your rates and taxes. So that's also a train smash that's happening at the same time. I think one needs to now get seriously, and I've seen many people turn their lives around within five to ten years, get independent advice. Forget about this Alasal Rachkom story, you know, it'll be fine, it's, it's, don't worry, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's time for you to get involved because it's, it's still very disconcerting that you can address uh, a group of people like I did the other day, a small grouping of people, and I asked them, who has checked the statements of their retirement portfolio in the last month or so? Not one put up their hand. So they had absolutely no clue what is going on in their pension funds and the retirement funds. They simply trust the system. And But there is now a great awakening taking place. People are sitting down. The lockdown has forced people with a bit of time on their hands to go and look at their investments and they're now realizing, wow, I need to do something. So it's not all doom and gloom. You can step up and step in and take control of your investments. I just want to ask you one final question here, and it's a controversial question. Do you think that we're being ripped off, or do you think that financial advisors are just – they have this inertia. In other words, they've got this client, they've had the client for seven years or 17 years or 24 years. It doesn't matter. And they're not working on their behalf because they know that client is always there, and that client – him or herself, has the inertia to stay with that financial advisor or with that firm. But the, the, the bigger question is, are people being ripped off because of a, a lack of attention to detail? That's, that's, that comes up quite a lot. Uh, there, there is a lot of movement of clients away from existing advisors, especially advisors who are tied to a specific company. You know, the typical... Um, insurance company man or only sells insurance products or that company's products, there's a lot of inertia that develops over time because that person, that advisor is restricted and has to defend 
business or, or, or their proposition as opposed to someone who's independent. And there's a very large and a very vocal and group of IFAs, as we call them, independent financial advisors, who act on their clients because they are paid for by their clients. So you've got to first ask, who's your advisor? Tied, yes or no, or an IFA? But it does happen, and, and we quite often get people say, you know, I haven't heard from my client and from my advisor in three years. So, yes, it's inertia from both sides. When markets were doing well, Lindsay, up to 2013, 2014, it became very easy to become inert uh, by just, oh, I've got 15% last year, and the year after that, I got 17 we all got used to the good growth years, but those years are gone. It's now time to get involved. And you can rescue it by getting involved and changing your asset allocation within the particular funds to get better outcomes. Well said. Sobering stuff, but also very instructive stuff. Magnus Haystack, Brent Oswell, thank you very much for your time. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brent Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.